Passion project for passionate people. I'm your coffee bean, Daniel. And I'm your tomato paste <laughs> person, Adam. <laughs> <sighs> and welcome to Passion Fruits, a passion project for passionate people. What yeah. do we do on this podcast, Adam? Well, Daniel, yes. we do many great things on this podcast. We do. But I guess primarily among our duties as podcasters <laughs> yes. is that we... We have t- been tasked by the U.S. government, the good <laughs> part of the U.S. government, the House. <laughs> they have tasked us with this podcast. Ah, Daniel, you're dating us. We're, we're, becoming, well, <laughs> too, we're becoming too relevant at this point in time. What, what happens next year? Oh, God. Um, no, we, uh, we talk about many great things, but primarily we talk about what takes someone from being a kind of casual fan yes. of something uh-huh. to being a passionate fanatic about that thing. Yes. So we we look a lot about look at a lot of things such yes. as you know what patterns there are amongst people that become passionate about these these I things. You were just gonna say we look at a lot of patterns, like <laughs> yeah. that road and or that rug we, in the we, Portland airport. <laughs> we just we just look at Rorsach 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 Rorschach tests. Rorschach tests. Yeah, on you need airport. to uh, wa- uh, read the Watchmen because there's the superhero Rorschach. Yes, I know. <sighs> I've seen the movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, why couldn't you pronounce it? <laughs> uh, yes, we look at Rorschach tests. We look at Pavlovian tests. We look at SAT scores. Oh, um, yes. That's what we do on this podcast. But we, today... We, we ask the question, if a tree falls in the woods and no one's around to hear it, did it, did it really make a sound? <gasps> we ask, what's the sound of one hand clapping? And it's this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. All right. Today. But okay. So yes. Thank you, Adam, for yes. that uh, interesting explanation <laughs> of our show. Uh, but today we are going to talk about strategy video games. Yes. Specifically the civilization strategy computer games. Yes. Which, well, they were on Xbox, so and they're on Nintendo Switch, so technically not computer games anymore. But civilization, I'd say, I'd say purists would play yeah, only on true. PC. Oh, yeah, <laughs> we're nothing but purists. Yes. So hold um, on, let me put my pinky up. <laughs> yes, as I click my mouse on my real on my turn. He's actually strategy. putting his pinky toe up. It's very weird. <laughs> Oh, and he's got a pinky toe ring on his pinky toe? <laughs> hey, you know what? <laughs> you didn't know I was hosting with a... <laughs> with a what, Daniel? A tramp. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's on the I apologize stand, to but... all our listeners who have pinky toe rings. <laughs> they know I feel I'm just for kidding. Um, so, yes, we are talking about strategy games, narrowing it down kind of to civilization strategy game. Yes. So... And, and I guess, real quick, why, why are we talking just about civ- or not just about civilization, but concentrating on civilization today. Well, so last episode, you and the listeners may remember that we were originally going to talk about turn-based games this episode, specifically yeah. Total War and Divinity Original Sin 2. Yes. But we are both very busy people, and we need more time to play those games. <laughs> so we are going to table those and talk about kind of... Because my... 
my and your interest in kind of turn-based mm-hmm. games, again, I think we mentioned before that Divinity Original Sin 2 is a turn-based RPG, and show, or Total War is a turn-based strategy game. Yes. Um, so my interest, and I think your interest in turn-based games, kind of started with Civilization and going back a little bit further. So yeah. that's why we're talking about Civilization, because it's the granddaddy of turn-based games, Yeah. period. Yeah, and as an exen- extension, too, for anyone that's interested in the board games like Risk right. or like Settlers of Catan right. or, you know, Stratego, whatever whatever it may be, like yeah. Civilization. I, was Civilization was a board game, too, I think, right? I think they've made it into a board game, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, you know, the... the anyway, we can get into it later, but, yeah, it, it, it was... It's a... Civilization spawns a, a much larger conversation about... Uh, turn-based strategy games on the mm. PC and kind of the effect that it had on the industry too. So. Right. And um, Civilization has played a part into our video game tastes. Yes. Um, so that is why we we're talking about it today. Yeah. But let's dive into it. Yep. Um, so, Adam, what is the Civilization do you want to talk about civilization first, or do you want to do story time first? Let's do let's let's set the stage. Talk about civilization first. <laughs> okay. Civilization started back in thousands and thousands and thousands of years ago, <laughs> <laughs> when the first people settled down and started uh, drawing on cave walls, <laughs> and they drew the first Garfield comic strip. <laughs> <laughs> and then soon after they, the first Dilbert comic they strip. hated Mondays <laughs> uh, so yes let's dive into it let's break it down alright so yes for our Passion Fruitspedia section Passion Fruitspedia we, ha- we have a uh, very short summary for you that consists of 25 pages uh, <laughs> yes. so sit back please provide your mailing addresses because we will send it out as part of this episode <laughs> uh, yes Ooh, hold <laughs> on I, I need to go buy more stamps then <laughs> <laughs> we'll send out passion fruits merchandise too we're going to go off on this wild tangent about how stamps are way too expensive now oh my god day, stamps cost a nickel <laughs> <laughs> the stamps cost 45 cents as opposed to the 50 cents they cost now yeah <laughs> oh Jesus Oh, man. <laughs> Here it's we outrageous. Go. All right, everybody, sit back, get your cocoa now, because <laughs> this is Adam's stamp cocoa <laughs> corner. <laughs> All right. Anyways, um, so Civilization is a series of turn-based strategy strategy games. Yes. started back in 1991. Wow. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. Very it's crazy. Like they were using, like, MS-DOS. Yeah. Didn't even, like, you know, have a mouse back then. Crazy stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they had Boy. to just use commands. Yeah. <laughs> Control S um, would be the settler. Control A is attack. <laughs> uh, yeah, started um, started in 1991 and has continued to this very day. And actually, we should be very clear, it is Sid Meier's civilization. Yes. Because Sid Meier was a dude. <laughs> Who made the Civilization computer games. Oh, very influential uh, dude. <laughs> I guess we could get more into Sid Meier, but he's like everywhere. Sid Meier had Sid Meier's Civilization, Sid Meier's like, I think there was like different tycoon games yeah. based on Sid Meier's name. So I played um, Sid Meier's Gettysburg, which was 
uh, real time strategy game based off of the Battle of Gettysburg in like oh cool. like late nineties. But he had uh, multiple kind of like war, like once again like real time strategy games. Mm-hmm. Um, he also had I think Railroad Tycoon. I think so. Yeah. And then um, the other big one that I, I'm interested in why it hasn't gained as much traction, but Alpha Centauri, which oh, is yeah. essentially the space version of Civilization. Right? right. So there's, well, we can talk about that briefly. Alpha Centauri. Yeah. So Civilization spawned so many kind of spinoffs with the Sid Meier name that were basically just um, strategy games. But Alpha Centauri definitely still has a devoted fan base yeah and i think the civilization do you remember civilization beyond earth yeah that was i think supposed to be the modern alpha centauri but didn't capture um the audience and maybe it did but when people are talking about civilization they're talking about now they're talking about civilization six but um around when civilization beyond earth came out civilization five um was the big one and of course i don't know if you know this but one of our friends from college mark Mm -hmm. nada worked on civilization beyond earth and he actually has a planet named after him really yeah uh when civilization beyond earth was released he posted a picture of the planet that was named after him well why didn't you tell mark to be on this podcast (laughs) why didn't you tell mark to make a better video game well (laughs) we won't be sending him this episode (laughs) just kidding mark (laughs) we love you (laughs) um no he works for for and has been kind of on he's done a lot of stuff on xcom so when we have our xcom episode Anyways, (laughs) Anyways, <laughs> so kind of the impact of civilization was that it was, it's considered to be... It started, it was basically the start of the world almost and start of the history. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see how many times you can make that joke during the okay. podcast. It's like, oh man, right. civilization, another, well, thousands of years ago. In another 15 minutes, I'll make that joke again. <laughs> um, but the series itself is considered a formulative uh, title. I started the 4X yes. uh, series of games. You want to tell the listeners what four what the 4Xs are? Sure. My eyes are working well enough today that I can read it. Uh, so 4X stands for victory through four routes. Explore, expand, exploit, and exterminate. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. I'll be back. That's usually what my games devolve into is exterminate. <laughs> Darn <laughs> because right. Because I'm terrible at cultural stuff. Yeah, cultural stuff to I'm policy. not cultured, so. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. You take after our president. Oh, oh no. Please don't say that. <laughs> um, so, yes. Kind of all the titles in the series share similar gameplay centered on building a civilization on a macro scale from prehistory up to the near future. And that's when you get into like future tech. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, the idea of future tech has changed uh, throughout the different games. But there's been six games so far with multiple expansions ranging from Civ- Civilization, the first game, to Civilization Six, the sixth game. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Thank you for explaining that to our listeners. You're welcome. Uh, oh, boy. I, w- I was confused, so I'm just wiping my brow. <laughs> Adam was worried I wouldn't bring that up. <laughs> it was like, Dick, please mention which game corresponds to which number <laughs> so you're very welcome yeah thank you uh, but yeah i think the the thing that is so unique about the game yeah. is that it's 
such an immersive experience and so many layers like an onion, like Shrek. Um, many layers. Hey, with- donkey. <laughs> Everybody love Barfay. <laughs> that was Shrek's voice. <laughs> but Donkey said that. No, he doesn't. <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> I don't know what Shrek you've watched out but. Um, but but yeah, like it's it's such a rich game. Yes. And there's no single path to victory, which is right. pretty cool. So like you can you can play like the ultimate exterminator, which is arguably the most fun. Yeah. Or you can be like the the you know, win the culture right. battles and all that stuff. The science route. Um it has also kind of popularized the idea of the one more turn gameplay of where like you talked about how immersive it becomes that you just keep saying to yourself, one more turn, I'll just keep playing for one more turn, and then hours have passed, Yes, and you are just a skeleton playing Civilization, <laughs> and you don't know how you're <laughs> clicking the mouse, but somehow you do it. You were cursed by a witch when she kissed you, <laughs> and you can still become a skeleton and play Civilization. Adam, do you get what I'm laying down? I, oh, no. Adam has I'm, walked out the door. I am not, I'm not <laughs> picking up what you're putting down. Damn it. Well, shit. Um, so, yes, if... You have been living under a rock, like we often say in some of our episodes, or generally don't know, genuinely don't know what the Civilization computer games are. We hope that we have provided a good summary of what they are, because they're everywhere. They're probably the most popular strategy games ever and some of the greatest computer games ever. But let's hop into... The story time. <laughs> story time. <laughs> I like that cascading. Uh, story time. I know. It's uh I get it from my many years in the school choir. Oh, I was gonna <laughs> I was gonna say, have you been taking singing lessons? <laughs> it's clear that you have. I teach singing lessons. Oh, sorry. Dory me faso la pido. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, just waiting for my uh, my demo break. my demo tape to drop here in a little bit, guys. Adam and, thinks uh, that just by singing in the shower and singing out his window, a record producer will drive by and hear him singing. He'll be like, that's the voice. That, that sound you've been looking for, listen to this. The voice of our generation, y'all. Johnny, be good. <laughs> uh, I tell you. So actually, this this, uh, this entire podcast has been an, uh, an avenue for me to get my voice onto the airwaves. Right, yeah. So it's you're welcome, America <laughs> you and the world. You are welcome. Um, yeah, so let's get into the Cacao Corner. Adam. Yeah? How did you first get into Civilization? So I came into Civ uh, a little bit later on in life. Uh-oh. Um, but I, So I've loved strategy games all my life. Gotcha. So, you know, one thing that we mentioned before was uh, Total War, like the Total War series. So I actually, I actually played the Total War series before I played Civilization. The other big, and and I think what I'll spend the bulk of my time talking about is uh, this old, old uh, turn-based strategy game called Rebellion. It's hey, a- it's me, Rebellion. <laughs> Why haven't you played me in a while, Adam? <laughs> Why don't you play with my knobs? <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Play with my mouse. It's got a rollerball. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, 
What did you say? Something to your long lost friend? <laughs> the mouse, the rollerball? <laughs> no, Star Wars Rebellion. Um, Sorry, I, talk so, about Star Wars so the, Rebellion. The funny thing, so Star Wars Rebellion was put out like late 90s, mm-hmm. I would imagine. No, yeah, definitely not into the 2000s. Right before Y2K. Yeah. They were like, this is what the world is going to look like. Yes. Um, but it is essentially, it's very reminiscent of Alpha Centauri. Gotcha. So it's, it's, uh, it's a Civ builder in the sense of you play as either the Rebellion or the Empire and you conquer, explore, uh, conquer and explore different planets and basically build up your, your, um, uh, build up your fleet and basically try and take over the galaxy. Gotcha. Um, it is. I did not realize the commonalities that it had with Civ until I played Civ. Gotcha. And I, and obviously, like, you know, I came into Civilization with Civilization Five. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a lot of friends who played, you know, Civ One, Two, Three, and Four, yeah. the, the four games before Civ Five. Right. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I was almost lost, but then <laughs> yeah, just trying to keep it all straight right. for you listeners. Um, but it was like I I. I liked the thematic elements of Rebellion because it's it really just lets you play as one side or the other, right. which I really liked. Um, well, and you're a massive Star Wars nerd. Yes, so I am, which we will have a Star Wars episode at some will, point. We will, very soon. Um, but that led into... Re- so Rebellion was really where I, where I got started with strategy games, um, like turn-based strategy games, and yeah. really made me appreciate, you know, all the different decisions that you had to make within a turn. Yeah. Um, and all the different layers that you had to go through as far as getting not, not just your armies or your fleets or whatnot going, but, you know, making sure kind of resource balancing and all that good stuff and just making sure you're, you're bringing in enough, uh, money, right. For lack of a better term to fund everything. So anyways, uh, this got very boring very quickly, and I apologize. No, no, listeners. no. We're but, all very fascinated. So <laughs> keep going. But that was it. Was it helped set the stage? And, the, and actually, I'll caveat too. Like Rebellion is semi turn based. Yeah, it's not like it's technically real time, right. but it functions like a turn based strategy game more or less. Gotcha. Um, but I really liked it, and it, like I said, it gave me appreciation for kind of how how a complex video game could be so immersive mm. especially once you got past the learning curve and that was the problem rebellion had a terrible tutorial system <laughs> as he threw you in it was like gotcha. go yeah um but it's funny i pick it up every couple of years now and just like spend i think i can win within like 10 hours now oh, man um, <laughs> bragger over there <laughs> but it's but it's 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 a lot of fun but yeah. like so that all uh, morphed into, like I said, you know, Total War and a couple of other turn-based strategy yeah. games. Um, so the Total War series was really pop- popular with with me, and I played it. I always played the Total War series a few editions back because I never had a PC that mm. could run them I, at high graphics. I totally understand that. Um, but then I landed on Civ because, uh, and sorry, Civilization Five. Yeah, because that has been one of the hallmark titles that has come out within the last. When the, within the history of civilization. Right. All civilization. All civilization. <laughs> it hasn't been 15 minutes yet, so I can't make that joke. Um, <laughs> but I allow you to make that joke. Yes. So uh, you're welcome. So, <laughs> <laughs> so the 
civilization. I I never thought I would be as interested in civilization. I never thought it would happen. The Dear Penthouse Forums. I never <laughs> thought it would happen to me. <laughs> I got into civilization. <laughs> but like it really was one of those games where I was like, no, I don't think so, because I usually like the more thematic, like thematically style ones, like what be it, you know, uh, Total War, Rome, Total War, which is obviously based at uh based in roman times um or or rebellion which is space-based right. and they're like i said they're another another a number of other term-based or like uh really high level real uh strategy games that i played but civ was one of the first pure like hexagonal grid based games that i that i played right. and it was amazing as you were mentioning before that i would get into it and, like i would the the hours racked up really quickly. Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, the so I I think I pl- had my first playthrough and was just completely immersed in the world. And I you know I did kind of the standard thing, had it on like you know easy difficulty, yeah. just kind of get through. Right. And then you no, know, I'm slowly start. I don't think I've ever played on the hardest difficulty. Setting, yeah. But I'm, I think the hardest difficulties can like just destroy you within like one turn. Yeah. The other, um, civilizations. Um, but yeah, it it was always, it was always fun. I pick it up every now and then and do a playthrough, but then like doing a playthrough just requires like at least 20 to 30 hours of of play time. Yeah. And so like, I'll pick it up and for like a week, I'll just be obsessed. Right. And then I'll be like, okay, got to put it away for like a year. Yeah. It's totally different. Than like a say a game like like we're talking about Shadow of Mordor yep. a while back where there's a clear end to it like yeah. you beat the main story with Civilization there's no main story I mean there are situations and n- no true campaigns it, there are situations that you can play right and different maps that you can play on but there are no like campaigns yeah. or anything like that so yeah with Civilization the time that it would take to do one playthrough would be the same amount of time that you would take to play through one and beat one video game. Yeah. And on top of that too, like it's hard to put it down for, you know, a few weeks and come back Yeah, because you have all this knowledge built up in your head of like, all right, where are my resources allocated? You know, what's going on? You know, you know, what, you know, how many fronts am I fighting on? Whereas a game like, like a lot of the racing games that I play or any of the sports like FIFA or NHL, yeah, um, you can pick back up and be like, oh yeah, I can just like go play play right. a game. Yeah. Um, so it's it doesn't lend itself to being a very casual game. No, yeah. If you like, unless you're playing on like super easy mode, if you had to pick it back up, you would pretty much almost have to start a new game, yeah. a new playthrough. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, but yeah, that's so that that's how I got in. Uh, no, it it is from a broad standpoint it's like i said it's really made me appreciate the time invested in turn-based strategy games and it's encouraged me to look at other turn-based strategy games as well and kind of beyond so i i like i've looked at more kind of like hexagonal tile-based games just from a just it's it's interesting yeah so totally so let's uh let's let's migrate uh our civilization over to Daniel across <laughs> the Bering Strait. Oh boy. <laughs> way, way, way back when. Let's take our settlers and settle into Daniel's story about civilization. Jesus. Yeah. All right. Um, so 
kind of like you. I didn't really get into the Civilization games until about like 2012. Okay. That's when about Civ Five came out. Um, but I remember back in the day on our old, old family computer, my older brother playing some of the earlier civil civilization games. I think we played civilization two and three. Um, they were, I remember watching my older brother play them. Um, but they were too complex for me to like actually get into, uh, yeah. and to actually understand as a young in. And of course we had the N64. So I was focused on Mario and Zelda and all those kind of not, more casual games, but controller-based games is what I was playing back then. And then, you know, right. up until I got a decent enough computer that could handle some games, I was playing Xbox and Xbox 360. Um, but what really actually kind of made me come back to it, and you talking about having a good enough computer to play some of these strategy games, uh-huh. um, I so I... My I tried to play Civilization Five when it came out, but my shitty Toshiba laptop <laughs> was not good enough to play it. Like I was able to play five minutes before my computer was like meet more crash. So I bought Civilization Four, ah. and that is the game that I would like to focus on because that's the one I really love. But so I I bought a cooling pad for my laptop yeah. just because running Civ five yeah. is so intense yeah. that like, I was like, I'm going to melt my motherboard. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to destroy it. Um, but so actually, and if I may refer to a Reddit post, so back in like 2012, I'd gotten a good enough laptop that could play some computer games so that yeah. Toshiba could play some computer games. And I found that it could play Civ four, but I wasn't thinking about strategy computer games at all until I read this Reddit post about this guy who had been playing a civilization two game on and off for 10 years oh okay i found the reddit post from seven years ago now um and i was like looking at the timing of the post and looking at the timing of when i purchased civilization four it was like around that time yeah so this reddit user came onto reddit and posted about how he had been playing this one civilization two game for the past 10 years and it was like continued the game had been in game thousands of years had passed wow and i'll read some uh highlights um so this is his uh this is reddit user lyserius um and he talks about how he's been playing the same game of civ 2 for the past 10 years um now of course it's been 17 years i don't think anybody's played it anymore but uh he says the world is a hellish nightmare of suffering and devastation (laughs) There are three remaining supernations in the year 3991 AD, each competing for the scant resources left on the planet after dozens of nuclear wars have rendered vast swaths of the world uninhabitable wastelands. <laughs> and so, like, he talks about how basically these three supernations only survive in the mountain regions and they're there are constant wars being fought on the fronts of just like funneling tanks out and like nothing can be done to win the game. And of course he posted it on Reddit and then a lot of people like crowdsourced a solution for him to win the game or like to destroy the other nations. Uh But it created this whole like different subreddit that was really interesting. It actually like 
people made fan fiction, people made mods for the other civilizations. Like I had no idea. Yeah. Um, so it was really cool. And it got me like really interested in like it's such a rich thing. Got me interested in civilization. So bought Civilization Five. My as I said, my <laughs> laptop was like bah, bah, bah. <laughs> Um, but I found that I, my laptop could play Civilization 4, which came out in 2004, and then the expansions came out in like 2008, 2009, around okay. that time, leading up to Civilization 5 being right. released. Um, so yeah, that was, I mean, I never really played other strategy games like Command and Conquer or... Star Wars Rebellion. I've always liked the idea of them, mm-hmm. but not having a good enough laptop or even like, you know, always having an Xbox or a Nintendo system kind of came first in playing other games. So, so that's where I differ is because I never had a Nintendo. I never had a gaming console. So my only um, option was to play pc games and then my parents would also not let me buy any shooter games gotcha so right. we've talked close, about that yeah, yeah the closest i could get to violence was, <laughs> was nuking entire <laughs> uh countries hmm. um, did your parents really <laughs> see what games you were playing <laughs> we got him mom and dad we got him <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> but yeah were like i played command and conquer yeah. and uh starcraft yeah. world of warcraft yeah. not, no, no no just warcraft not world of warcraft gotcha um, um, yeah, that's why it was, it was a little more seamless of a transition for me because I just had never gotten into even sports games because a lot of the sports games required, not required, but really emphasized, uh, a joystick over, yeah. over a D-pad. Oh, totally. uh, yeah, that's why I've always, I've always looked for cool new strategy games. These days I have to be a little, a little bit more cognizant of the limited amount of time I have to play right. these games. Yeah. Like I have a coworker who, uh, is recently got, like, he's uh, a decent game, like a, a fairly big gamer. Mm. And he, uh, he has a wife and a kid, like a, like a one year old. And yeah. he was like, yeah, uh, if I didn't have a kid, like I'd be, he was playing the most recent Total War release. Oh, gotcha. he, was, he was like, if I didn't have a kid, I would have played that shit all night long. <laughs> he goes, but kid needs his diaper change. So. Silly kids. You know, he could he could carry the laptop into the diaper table. Oh, and- yeah. yeah. That's, a, that's a match made in heaven. Yeah, totally. Um, so, yeah, you know, um, then going from there, getting into Civilization Four, I kind of discovered my taste in kind of turn-based strategy games with some games like Endless Space and Endless Legend, which are similar 4X strategy games. And then... uh, Then XCOM came around, Uh which is not a strategy game per se, but it's a turn-based... You could call it a turn-based strategy game. It's like a turn-based tactical. Yeah, exactly. But that was a game that, like, I remember reading about and seeing about it uh, coming onto the PC. Yeah. And then it came to Xbox 360. And it's phenomenal. It's phenomenal on Xbox 360. I just need to go back and play XCOM. We should should talk about XCOM at some point because it's a great game. So that, that... kind of the love of civilization made me look into kind of like you look into other strategy games. Um, But yeah, that's kind of my story with civilization and why I focus more on now that I have a decent enough laptop 
that actually has a dedicated graphics card. Whoa. Ooh. Check you out, Mr. Fancy Pants. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. I know it can uh, handle Civilization Five, so I think I will try that finally. Even though I've had this laptop for a couple of years, I still have not played Civilization Five because I like Civ Four so much. Um, but yes, yeah, so let's... How about we take a little break? Yep. And then we will get into story time. Or... I heart. I heart. Why yeah. I heart our yes. different civilizations. Like why I heart uh, the Roman civilization or why I heart <laughs> the Egyptian civilization. <laughs> it's been more than 15 minutes. It's been about I like 22 the, the, minutes. The King Dynasty <laughs> yeah. of the Chinese <laughs> exactly. civilization. Thank you very much. Nice. Uh, so, yes, yep. don't move from your love seats. Don't move. All right. We are back. We back. Up in her. Oh, brother. This is not our Fast and Furious episode. Ah, dang it. <laughs> but I brought some Coronas for you. <laughs> yeah. Daniel, you can have any brew you want this <laughs> oh, time. Oh, shit. As long as a Kirkland signature pair of sparkling water. Yeah. <laughs> is this our two passion, two fruity episode? This is our sequel to our Fast and Furious yes. episode. <laughs> oh, we, we definitely need to make a, uh, another Fast we, and Furious That episode. will be when, when we have Ludacris on as a guest star <laughs> or as a guest, then that will be our sequel to I'd the Fast and Furious. I'd prefer Vin Diesel to be on as our guest. Well... He, well, we could probably get Vin Diesel. <laughs> uh, he's a, apparently a very good dungeon master for Dungeons and Dragons. I've so heard. We yes. could maybe talk about many things with him. Yes. Wink, wink. I winked at Adam. What? <laughs> <laughs> Daniel, the king of the audio media. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a face for radio. Uh, All right. Let's get into it. Let's talk about why I heart. Civilization for sure. Adam specifically, Civilization Five yep. for me specifically, Civilization Four. Yep. But you know that old joke, <laughs> Civilization Four, Seven, Eight, Nine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've heard that one before, Daniel. Anyway, mm. Adam, why do you love Civilization Five so much? All right, so I'll Break I'll be down. a little bit uh, a, a kind of a snooty gamer here. Um, oh <laughs> and part of it is the graphics. Ah. So I, like, I think one of the big reasons I, I think I saw, I had a friend playing like either the original Civ or Civ two. I can't remember which one. I think it was Civ two. Yeah. I was like watching him play and it's so the, gra- the graphics are just so basic yeah. on that. So I kind of wrote off civilization for a while in my brain. Gotcha. So that was a big reason why Civ five with, how dynamic the graphics were and all the animations on the board yeah. uh, really appealed to me is because it looked pretty. Like it, like the landscape is gorgeous. Yeah. So that's one. Mm. So that is where that's what like you know me being like ooh shiny object. Kind of thing. <laughs> I do know that. <laughs> <laughs> um, that so that's where what got opened the door, if you will. Gotcha. Um, I think the idea of the gameplay always intrigued me, uh-huh. but it also was intimidating. Like people talk about spending thousands of hours playing Civilization or whatnot. It's like, man, that is a lot of commitment. Yeah. And I'm a commitophobe, so. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> Yikes, we're going <laughs> to. Does that need to be cut out? <laughs> um, 
Uh, no, it's 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 for the podcast. It was a joke. Daniel. Adam's playing a character. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, now I'm the one backing out of the room, and I actually found Adam in the other room. Shit, <laughs> from when he backed out. Uh, but yeah, so so that was that was one aspect. Is it just like the 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 beauty of the game, right? And then you know you had that kind of dynamic cutscenes that would pop in with when you interacted with all the other leaders and stuff. Yeah. And Civ Five is purposefully a little bit cartoonish in its animations. Like it's not supposed to be hyper realistic, right? And so it's really pretty, but it's not trying to be. It's not. It's not trying to be something. It ne- Sorry, I'm trying to utilize my words here you're good but it's not trying to be that hyper realistic um turn-based strategy game it's supposed it's it's a little bit board gamey in its appearance yeah. and that's what i like because it still reminds you that you're still playing a game it's not trying um, to be like total war which right, is can be hyper realistic exactly or some yeah, of the yeah. other kind of and that's interesting because civilization as compared to some of the other strategy games that we've talked about mm-hmm. like total war or um, Star Wars Rebellion Civilization, you would almost kind of think it would be more realistic because it's spanning all supposed to be spanning all of history. Right. So you would think like, oh, we want it to be more realistic, but they have kind of latched on to, and I agree. I think it's a very good thing that they've latched on to kind of the cartoony board game aspect. Yeah. I mean, because that's essentially what you're playing. Yeah. Um, and. Can and I mean that's part of how it becomes so addictive is yes. that you're not you know like after a while for like a hyper realistic game you're like oh this is just becoming too real for me man right um so you can it allows it to be a little more immersive but yeah. continue go ahead um, Adam yeah. I yield my time back to the gentleman Adam <laughs> <laughs> the gentleman with the short cropped hair yes uh, that's both of us. <laughs> um yeah so so that's one aspect the other aspect is it's it's really addictive and i think i liked it too because it it the it doesn't have a crazy learning curve yeah like to like ultimately it's it's the games are set up as such where you start very small you start with a settler and like like one settler and one military unit yeah and you scale out from there right and so there, you have no choice but to be very judicious in how you you move your you move your resources and which resources you go after and the game does a pretty good job of kind of coaxing coaxing you through each step for the first you know like 20 turns and at, as you get more um as you climb the technology trees and so on and so forth yeah um so it was easier to get into than mm-hmm. i thought it looked really pretty. And then, you know, the, the gameplay itself is you can go really, really deep. You can start automating a lot of things, right? Um, which is really helpful once the game gets really, really big. But at the same time, you can still go back in and micromanage to your heart's content if you want to kind of wring every bit of uh, kind of optimization out of, out of your units. Yeah. Uh, I really like the... I, I, it's something that I didn't think I'd like before, mm. but I really enjoyed the battles. It's like gotcha. building up a really big army, but having to figure out how to get them all to like a front. Yeah. And, you know, one of the critiques of the game is that the AI isn't wonderful right. at times. Like, <laughs> so, so one of my favorite things to do is to um, kind of faint 
the, the enemy yeah. and kind of set my armies like three tiles away from the border. Oh, uh-huh, yeah. And <laughs> this uh, is some real art of war shit. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and then um, and and kind of uh, attack on one side and have all the have all the other armies like concentrate oh, to one side and then rush in and destroy them. <laughs> okay. Um, well, now we know what to do. If you come across Adam playing Civilization Five online and challenge him <laughs> to a match, then <laughs> you can I, easily beat him. It's <laughs> <laughs> no. He's giving away strategy. a strategy. That's why I don't play online because right. I get destroyed. I tell I telegraph all of my moves like twelve moves ahead right. of time. Don't worry. Um, but I one of the funniest parts of the game I think is when you have some of the diplomatic interactions, which honestly for for Civ Five don't make a whole lot of sense. Um, gotcha. Like the negotiations don't work out quite as as what I think they should work out in yeah. real life. Um, but the funniest thing is like when you do like, start massing an army at someone's border, uh, the enemy leader will be like, I see you're massing your army. I hope you're not intending to uh, attack me at any point in time. And you just click the, dis- click the answer like, no, of course, I would never do that. He's like, oh, okay, fine. <laughs> Meanwhile, Adam is slowly I'm moving like, his other troops to the other side. <laughs> yeah. What civilizations do you usually play as? Cause, so, And we should have brought that up yes. kind of in our Passion Fruits PDA section. But there are so many different civilizations. And we keep calling them civilizations and that's the name of the computer game, but um, there's civilizations like America or gosh, uh, Egypt, uh, Japan, um, and you know, tons of different other civilizations get added in as mods or in expansions. And I know that I just named three, but they're usually like, 10 or 12 civilizations in at least the base game to start. Uh, England, uh, at some point there's, uh, you know, Austria or Germany, whichever one. I may cut that out because I (laughs) can't remember. Um, No, no, you're right. There there are a lot of different kind of uh, base civilizations or um, uh, base societies that you can... Yeah, I guess it would... Like, I mean, at least with Civ Five, you're a character. Like you right. are, you play as like right, George sorry. Washington. You play as uh, uh, Gandhi, which is really funny when Gandhi has a huge army. But, right. You know, yeah, because you can play. That's another thing. You choose a civilization, and then it's you're an avatar of yeah. that civilization. So for America, there's George Washington and Abraham Lincoln. Yeah. There's Queen Elizabeth for England. I think. <laughs> um. For Egypt, there's Ramses, which yeah. is always funny to see, like, Ramses in, like, the modern yeah. era, uh, dressed up in his uh, ancient clothing. Um, so, yes. So, what civilizations do you usually play so as? I change it up every single time. Uh-oh. So, I, like, for first pass through, I went as Washington, because gotcha. America. Because you're very provincial yes. and xenophobic. <laughs> Just kidding. Adam um, is not xenophobic at all. But, so... Uh, all the civil, so each different civilization has its unique characteristics, but honestly, they're, and it gives you different advantages throughout the game, but none of them, they're all well balanced enough where you aren't going to have any issues winning if you have a particular play style. Right. So, at least in my opinion, which civilization you pick does not necessarily dictate the play style that you encourage. So, if you're like a big diplomacy person, you don't have to pick. You know, I don't know someone from I don't know, Gandhi or whatever, right. and you yeah. know, and if you're just this warmongering crazy person, you don't have to pick Germany or right. whatever. Um, 
it, it, it all depends on just what you want. You, you can adapt the way the resource trees work and the way the science, the, the, the research trees work as mm. well, uh, let you morph your civilization one way or the other. Which so, is nice because, I mean, you know, it, some, some games may have, like, favored, like, choosing a different country or choosing a country would have made you favor a victory yeah. path over another. It's so I I compare and contrast it to like StarCraft where whether you're you know one of the three races that you play wildly dictate your strategy as opposed to like what kind of units you create and how you fight them in battle. Gotcha. Um, so, and th- and that might be a detractor for civil civilization in the sense of like in my opinion whichever side you choose doesn't really dictate how you fight. Right. Or negotiate, but who really does that? Come on, it's for real people. <laughs> Apparently, nobody, according to Adam. But <laughs> um, but that's that's my opinion. Is it's this really immersive gameplay, and it's a lot of fun. But ultimately, like you, everyone still gets more or less the same tanks at the end. Right. Everyone more or less. Yeah, everyone has access to nuclear uh, nuclear bombs at the end. Right. Um, which I never use. <laughs> Never. All right, mom and dad, we figured out where Adam <laughs> gets his nuclear streak from. <laughs> nice. Yeah. How about you? So, so yeah. So this is all Civ Five, and I, I won't lie. Like it was my commentary on it was a little bit more generic to Civilization. Yeah. But it's something that I really liked. It's the only point of view that I have, right? At least, so. Yeah. So Civilization, the computer game to you is Civilization Five, correct? And yes. to me. So I've played a lot of the base game of Civilization Four. Um, at by the time that I like kind of figured out Civilization, so let, sorry, let me run it back, rewind. <laughs> um, We've been doing this for too long. We have. We need to take a break, Adam. <laughs> we were on a break. <laughs> that is, of course, the classic quote from Sex in the City. Um, so. <laughs> Uh, fuck! What was I just? God, our hilarious Civ, jokes. Could Civ get me. Four, yeah. I mean, uh, we okay, did, yeah. So I was starting we're playing talking Civ- about civilization, right? All right, and the things we and love about civilization. I love the infrastructure. We're <laughs> <laughs> um, the main menu. Oh boy, this is gorgeous. <laughs> so beautiful. So I started playing Civilization Four, as I've said multiple times, the base game. Um, and one thing I just right off the bat. Um, love about Civilization 4 is the theme song, Baba Yetu. Have you played much Civilization 4? No. Okay. So Civilization 4 has a Grammy Award winning song as the theme song. I was just about to make a joke about the soundtrack because it, it's something that I don't pay attention to a whole lot. Oh, but, so yeah. the Civilization 4, for the base game, they for some reason I think they may have removed um, that song from the expansions. But in the base game, there's a Grammy Award winning song Leonard Nimoy reads the different, like, when you, like, get, like, animal husbandry. He reads, like, the quote. Or, like, when you reach a different age. Like, oh, really? he reads the... Yeah, dude. Huh. It's awesome. Um, so so awesome! So awesome, man! It's crazy! Um, so that's one thing I love about Civilization IV. Um, <laughs> Leonard Nimoy's voice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Live long <laughs> and prosper. Beautiful. Um, hashtag R.I.P. Another thing that I love about Civilization Four is, and I, I, I played some today. Like I played a couple hours before we recorded today, and I put it on like a couple higher level difficulties than I normally play on, and I suck. 
Don't worry, <laughs> like, I suck too. <laughs> like I am not like I was playing as Japan. So I usually play as like Japan, Egypt, um, America. I go around to some of the other countries, okay. but I like Japan and Egypt playing as Japan and Egypt a lot. Um, I was playing as Japan and like Egypt was right next door to me and I, my borders were just like shrinking and I was like right on the coast. I was in like a great position to start the game and my borders were, and I was just like, what the fuck is going on? Like <laughs> normally I'm okay at this, but so the, when I was playing more regularly playing civilization four, I had it on a little bit lower difficulty and I love that because there are so many difficulties that you can choose from. There are like yeah. six or seven difficulties that you can choose from ranging from like basically being able to beat the game in an hour yeah. to not never being able to beat the game. Right. So oftentimes when I was playing, if I like if the difficulty was a little bit too much, I may abandon the game or like come back to it later and start like a playthrough with a lower difficulty. Right. So I could just like feel powerful and just like by the time I have helicopters in like sixteen hundred AD, <laughs> like I'm still fighting against people with bows and arrows. <laughs> <laughs> so like you're just like yeah um but so <laughs> no, i don't think that's how it's supposed to work daniel <laughs> well it may not work out in real life but in civilization it's great when you use helicopters against <laughs> people riding chariots um so yeah that's i i there are a lot of situations where you it becomes a little silly sometimes yeah um but the immersive quality of the game and the depth of the game yep. allows you to get that feel of like oh i'm fucking awesome at this game yep. and then you ramp up the difficulty by one you're like oh i fucking suck at this game but it kind of it holds as you said holds your hand for a little bit yeah but then allows you to expand or stay in your lane i mean because you can play the game you could play one playthrough 20 25 hours on the difficulty that's comfortable with you and if you know, kind of get your money's worth yeah um as we talked about how it's kind of um that would be the length of one kind of standard video game or what should be the length of a standard video game looking at you call of duty <laughs> hey uh... <laughs> burn on call of duty hey you know what we really like a four-hour campaign that sounds <laughs> yeah. like uh, that sounds good you suck it's funny. I don't even play Call of Duty. <laughs> Neither do I. Um, but yeah, so that's why I like Civilization Four so much. But I also like the expansions that have come out. Uh, Civilization Four Beyond the Sword is a really great expansion, and I think what a lot of people have claimed to be the best Civilization game ever. Okay. Um, and allows it. That's one kind of issue with Civilization games is that for the base game. They often hold back on stuff that maybe was in, like, so take Civilization Five, and then the last expansion for Civilization Four, going from that expansion to the base game of Civilization Five, mm -hmm. there may have been some improvements and some stuff that they put in that expansion that players may think, oh, this should have been in Civilization Five because it made that expansion so much better. Okay, but they don't. So a lot of people say that, like the quintessential or the game that you should be playing for civilizations are the expansions because that's when the developer addresses player issues imbalances things like that gotcha. um so i really like civilization 4's expansion beyond the sword 
It adds a lot more diplomatic things. It adds like spies and stuff like that, which I think may have been in base games earlier, like Civilization Three and Civilization Two, um, that they took out and then added it back in. Right, which is extra content, kind of weird. Yeah, that sounds like the video game industry to me, and it, it's kind of annoying because. Yeah. But then, of course, like going from Civilization Four to Civilization Five. Civilization Four came out in two thousand four, right? And Civilization Five came out in twenty twelve. Yeah. So it's like they kind of have to hold back. I get why they hold back stuff, but it's kind of sucks. Um, I also like the graphics of Civilization Four and still that cartoony kind of mm-hmm. um, aspect of it. Um, I had another point. What was I going to say? I don't remember. Um, but so yeah, it's it's just really kind of an immersive game sure. that has that one more turn aspect of yeah. it. And a game that I have not played in a while, um, but kind of talking about it with you um, rekindled my interest in Civilization 4 and Civilization 5. I, um, I now want to play Civil, Civ 5 Beyond Earth. Yeah, I think that would be uh, interesting to play because that, I like the science fiction strategy games a lot. Yeah. Um, and not that, as we've said, civilization isn't hyper-realistic, but the history is the realistic part. So I kind of right. like the fantasy and science fiction elements of strategy games sometimes. Um, so yeah, that's kind of why I've enjoyed Civilization Four so much, mostly because I enjoyed and kind of glommed onto Civilization Four so much because that was the civilization game my computer could run when I wanted to play it. So (laughs) that's kind of how I fell in love with civilization and why it's holds a special place in my heart as a strategy game. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, is there anything else we should discuss about civilization and the series and the franchise? No, I, I think, uh, so my recommendation is going to be, uh, around kind of real-time other real-time strategy games oh Um, do we want to talk about because so civilization 5 came out in 2012 civil i think it may have come out earlier like 2010 or something i think 20 i think i got it like right as we were leaving college okay so 2010 2011 yeah so civilization 6 is out yep and came out in 2016 2017 have you played that at all no um so part of it is it got lackluster reviews um, it's, and not even just lackluster reviews relative to the other Civ games. They were just like, eh. Yeah. Um, I think part of it was the fact that if the game, it, like the improvements they made, they said just didn't really improve the gameplay, right. if you will. And I think uh, some of the complaints have been like, again, what we talked about, how there's this great stuff in the last expansion for Civ Five, Yeah. And then Civ Six didn't include those uh, improvements right. and they're not even like uh, different aspects of the game, like different diplomacy actions or different right. war actions. It's almost like quality of life improvements yeah. for the game. So that's what I've heard as well is that again, the base game of Civ six isn't that great. And I've actually heard that the expansion that came out recently may not improve that much either. Oh really? Huh. So um, that that is sad. Yeah, I mean, I don't think civilization is ever going to go away in the no. world, Adam, because we'll always have civilization <laughs> <laughs> back again. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it's still a great selling game, and um, 
hopefully they write the ship a little bit with some other expansions. Yeah. But I think there's ample opportunity for civilization to always be improved. I, I would be inter- interested to see if the game ever incorporates more in-depth, like real-time strategy type stuff. Yeah. So th- I think that's one thing where where games like um, Total War yeah. have done very well is because they have incorporated that real-time strategy aspect that is optional um and like one of the big things with i think it was like total war empire or something like that is it it was one of the first total war games to incorporate uh naval battles which are really like they're really good naval battles yeah really tough i'm so in getting trying to find this total war game that i liked um i play some of those naval battles they are very interesting yeah pretty fun so anyway but yeah so i i have not played civ 6 i may give it a try at some point in time when i have some more free time but there you go cool well thank you adam for talking about civ 5 with me and thank you daniel for talking about civ 4 with us and thank you the world for talking about civilization and listening to civilization with us uh (laughs) that didn't make any (laughs) sense um so let's get into the recommendations recommendations Amendations. Ah, uh, yeah. Recommendations. <laughs> bleep, so, bloop, blop. Oh, Jesus. Bleep, bleep, blop. <laughs> Are you going to keep going? Nope. Good. Um, last time, our focus kind of was on Total War and Divinity Original Sin 2. Sure. As we've talked about, maybe what we'll do is down the road talk about some of the some of those strategy games that we've alluded to in this episode. Yeah. Like XCOM. Divinity Original Sin, yep. Total War, those kind of games. Maybe we'll just devote a yeah. whole episode to those. Yeah. But we need more time to play them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Especially Adam with Divinity Original Sin, because that <laughs> is an so, amazing and fun game. But So I purchased the game. Yes. Woo! Halfway there. Uh, it took me oh, like... Oh, we're halfway there to playing Divinity Original Sin 2. <laughs> we just blew some car speakers out. Yeah. Yeah. Hot stuff. Um, so I bought the game. It took yeah. me a week to like take it out of like the plastic wrap. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> you were excited to play this game. <laughs> yeah. You came running over. You were like, look at this. Look at me. Look at me. I've got Divinity Original Sin 2. <laughs> then you threw it to the ground. Um, <laughs> you used so it as a Frisbee. <laughs> Uh, so I took it out of the plastic wrap. Oh boy! Actually, no, did I, I was, like, took it out of the bag. It was a used <laughs> version, so. <laughs> but I got it for twenty bucks, so I was. I was committed to this. Um, and then I opened up the menu, and was like, "Whoa!" Yeah, <laughs> I was immediately overwhelmed with like creating my character. I was, I was like, "I don't have the mental capacity to do this right now." So <laughs> I shut so, the game down. <laughs> here's what I'll say: If you do try and get into it soon, yeah. Choose one of the pre-created characters. Okay. So use one of them because, and I think I mentioned it in the episode, last episode, use one of the pre-created characters because while there is, you can make your own character and there's character creation and you can tweak it how you like to become any kind of, you can become like an elf, a dwarf, a dragon man. You can become like a lot of things in Divinity Original Sin 2. But the pre-rolled characters are... They have their own backstory yeah, and kind I of storylines in the game. So I would suggest doing that. Again, it is an amazing game. Okay. So, and I think we should talk about it, or I would like to talk about okay. it. Okay, yeah. 
maybe one year, Adam, we'll talk about it. <laughs> um, so yeah, all right. And I've so I've we'll do a check in on our recommendations sure. yeah. from last time. So I've played about I played a couple hours of Total War Empire, and then I so I actually have like through I think we talked about it through Steam sales and Steam like humble bundles and right. shit like that. I've picked up quite a few Total War games. I landed ultimately on Total War Shogun 2. Yeah. And I've played about six, five or six hours of that. I've enjoyed it so far. I just need, I just need time. Yeah. (laughs) So that was my initial reaction with any Total War game is I I, I actually will pick up Civ before I pick up another Total War game because Total War game. Every time I try and get into it, it's like you have to like relearn the the, the intricacies of the game. Yeah. And it, I would say that it doesn't have as big like Total War doesn't have as much of a like a safety net. I no, like. totally. it's really easy yeah. to screw up very quickly. Yeah, and so it was kind of daunting at the start, um, but probably what I'll do is just put the difficulty on super low and mm, yeah. um, try and get through it to better understand why you like yeah. it so much. Um, but for this week, what would you like to recommend? So I have a couple things or a few oh things to God. recommend. So the first is just something to watch. So oh, this is going to, this is going to come off of, uh, our up comedy episode. Oh boy. So Aziz Ansari has Ooh. a new standup special okay. called right now. Right now. It's right here, right now. <laughs> hey man. I, I love That's my me. Aziz impression. <laughs> so that, so I have never been drawn to Aziz's standup comedy. Um, I love him in like Parson Recreation, but he just is. Have you been drawn to his sit down comedy? Uh, <laughs> Sorry, so, I was taking a sip of coffee, so I couldn't make that joke when it was relevant, <laughs> but I still made it. But that was one thing about the stand up special is so the precursor to this is the between his last stand up special and kind of the end of Parson Recreation, and now yeah. he was accused of sexual misconduct. Right. Um, and he immediately addresses that off the bat oh, wow. in this stand-up special. Interesting. It is a lot more introspective. And I think one of the things that I really disliked about Aziz's past stand-up specials is they're very showy. So like he's gotcha. in Madison Square Gardens and oh, they're yeah. like fireworks coming out. Oh my god. And he's like wearing this glitter suit. And he in my opinion, like Aziz's comedy to a certain extent is him just yelling stuff. It's like, if it's not <laughs> really, if it's not that funny, he just is like, I can't, you believe this? <laughs> um, so this special is way different. Yeah. It's in a much, it's in, it's, it was filmed in Brooklyn. It's a much smaller venue, like a, like a theater mm-hmm. type type venue. Uh, one thing I really liked about it is he wears a, uh, uh, Metallica Ride the Lightning t-shirt. Oh, shit, yeah. Yeah. I gotta watch it just for exactly. that. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, fine, I'll give this at least five minutes. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> um, it was protected, uh, sorry, directed by Spike Jones, I think. Okay, cool. um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just, it's just really introspective. It's very funny yeah. in a more intelligent humor type way. Gotcha. And he directly addresses, it's like a pseudo-apology for kind of the way that he has portrayed himself in the past like the character that he that he's that he's played huh. um yeah it's, it's really sorry go no, ahead no 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 it, it's really funny so he <laughs> like with all the uh terrible stuff coming out about r kelly which yeah. we've all known about but was really popularized by the hbo special right um 
<laughs> like Aziz has two stand-up specials where he's like, I know all this terrible stuff is out about R. Kelly, but his music is awesome. Right. Yeah. So he he was like, I am so stupid. And he goes, <laughs> and I incredible I'm very regretful as to like me state saying this stuff. So it's like a more mature, more I said this 20 times before, more introspective disease. <laughs> and it's him being very uh, grateful for him being offered the opportunities that he has to just like talk to people. Nice. And once again, it's, it's it is the most I've laughed for an, on an, uh, for an disease special. And yeah. I will say like, I've only watched like the first 10 minutes of most disease specials. Gotcha. Um, so yeah, so it's, uh, uh, I would highly recommend watching it. Nice. Um, can I ask a yes. quick question? Yes. So in going back to our stand up comedy episode, yes. which we recorded about five or six years ago. <laughs> um, so you, we talked about kind of the Bo Burnham stand up yeah. comedy special, which came out recently and the Chris Rock yep. stand up special that came out recently and the Adam Sandler special that came out recently mm-hmm. is your kind of recent taste in stand-up more introspective stuff yes okay i i would say I, so I, this has been a kind of a for the stuff that you've suggested that's been recent stand-up specials yeah. that is kind of a clear trend from your taste yeah. oh yeah definitely I, I, it it's uh it's something where i appreciate it more because in my opinion it it, it lends itself to more of like an act gotcha. like or, or like a an like arc, tell, almost an arc, like telling a story. Like, like I think it really accentuates the artistic uh, side of what I think stand-up comedy can be. Gotcha. So, yeah, you you, you would be very correct. Got so, it. yeah, so I highly recommend it to not just Daniel, but to to any to the, the listen, world, to any of the listeners. Um, Aziz, you can write me my check now. Thank you very much for plugging your stupid special. <laughs> hey, I know man. you. I know you've been pestering us on Instagram <laughs> yeah. DMs. They tell us like, right. "Hey, when's Passion Fruit's going to plug my special?" <laughs> So if only. <laughs> so once that uh, once the special takes off, you're welcome, Aziz. You're welcome very uh, much. <laughs> uh, the other two things, so related to our strategy game discussion, yes, is uh, two older games. Oh God, uh, one being <gasps> Star Wars Empire at War. Empire at War. Yes, which okay. is I think first the it came out in like 2006. I, I might think. have that one. Yeah, just through a Steam sale. <laughs> Stupid it's, Steam sale. It's basically a version of. A, a graduated version of Rebellion. Gotcha. Um, with better graphics right. and much better gameplay. Dope. Um, uh, I really like it. Um, nice. That, especially if you're at all a Star Wars geek. Oh, which so, I am. Not as much as you, but I yeah. am. So, like, it lets you, like, launch in, oh, like, God. huge <laughs> fleets of Star Destroyers and stuff. It's like, yes! Adam's face. <laughs> <gasps> uh, the other one... His, his eyes were just, like, twinkled talking about <laughs> launching Star Destroyers. Apparently, he's... Uh, Empire fan. Oh, man. Empire did nothing wrong, right? Hey, <laughs> they're just trying to maintain order in the oh, galaxy. Oh, Jesus. And you Here know what? Go. You got all these terrorists da, running da, around, da, da, blowing da, up da, stuff, da, killing da, 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 millions of da, innocent da, civilians. Da, 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 Think da, about it, Daniel. Da, da, all the innocent... Da, da, no, you're supposed to keep going. Uh, all the innocent <laughs> civilians and contractors were on the second Death Star as it was under construction. Millions of people vanquished. Oh, boy. And then you've got the Jedi forcing their religious beliefs on the entire galaxy. 
Anyways. So. What's the dueling of the fate song? Did this just become the Star Wars episode? Oh, it can't be. Oh, Jesus. So that's one. The other game that came out. So the second game came out around the same uh, time frame, but Sins of a Solar Empire. Oh, yeah. So very, very good game. Obviously not Star Wars related, but so like kind of that sci-fi-esque. Um, I like to pick it up every now and then, but that's a little bit more... It's it's on a little bit larger scale than gotcha. Star Wars is, um, but just fascinating cool. um, as far... And it's, it's all technically... And I think... Um, Empire Wars is real time as well. But Sins of a Solar Empire is literally like you can have like three simultaneous battles going on at gotcha. one point in time. And Big difference from Civilization. Well, yes. not huge difference, but again, real time yeah. strategy versus 4X strategy yes. game. So, anyways, nice. yeah. So Aziz Ansari's new special. Is yep. it? It's a Netflix special? Yes. Gotcha. Um, Star Wars Empire at War and... Sins of a Solar Empire. Adam is swatting yes. at a bug like a cat. He is adorable. <laughs> oh, now he's got a ball of yarn. No, Adam, not the catnip. <laughs> Adam is super duper high right now. <laughs> hey, guys. <laughs> oh, boy. Here we go. Um, my recommendations for you, Adam, are going to be a little bit different. Good. Do you want video game recommendations? No, I don't have time for Perfect. video game recommendations. <laughs> do you <laughs> Do you have time for music? Re- do you have time for any recommendations? Yes, I I would love any music recommendations. Okay, perfect. As long as it's actually never mind. <laughs> as long as it's not REM. As long as it's not REM. So. Um, it's the end of the world. Listen to yeah. REM's life's rich pa- life's rich pageant. Okay, if you have not, which has been my recommendation for the past, Adam is hiding behind the microphone. You can't hide. I know where you live. Um, so the Black Keys. Oh, recently came out with an album at the end of June. Here we are dating ourselves again. Um, but it is a very good album. Okay. It is called Let's Rock. Okay. Um, and the album, while it's kind of a lame sounding title, Let's Rock were the last words of this one inmate before he was uh, put to death by the electric chair. Whoa. So the album is very, very, very good. Okay. It is a return to a return to form. Um, how, how big of a fan are you of the Black Keys? I've always enjoyed the I've always enjoyed the Black Keys. Um, I think I like their debut album the most. Gotcha. Um, I their which are you which album? So are you talking about their debut album, The Big Come Up? Or are you talking about Brothers? Because that's when they blew up on the scene. Was Brothers? Um, actually, yeah, I, it was. It was Brothers and okay. El Camino, so yeah. not not their first album. Okay, because because yeah. they're they've been around for like since two thousand two, and they've been releasing albums almost consistently on a two year basis. Right, we're gonna have to talk about them because I love them. But their latest or their previous album, Turn Blue, um, was produced by Danger Mouse. Had a lot of keyboards. Danger Mouse. Yeah, I didn't know that. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, had a lot of keyboards. To me, wasn't 
the sound that I fell in love with the, with the Black Keys. Right. So they took a hiatus of only like four or five years. Metallica, you could learn something from the Black Keys about <laughs> making fucking albums. <laughs> um, but so they've come out with this album, Let's Rock, and it is a... There are no keyboards on it. It's just drum and guitar and bass guitar. Awesome. And it is really, really good. Um, I will say it kind of... The songs are simplistic because, I mean, they're a blues rock band, so yeah. there's nothing totally super-duper complex. Um, so it took me a little bit to get back into the Black Keys, okay. but it's a great album. Okay. Um, and then the other album is a very similar band, The Racketeers, which is uh, a super group with Jack White and other people from other bands. Jack I'd, White of the White Stripes? Yeah. So Jack okay. White of the White Stripes and, of course, solo Jack White fame. Um, but so The Racketeers came out with some great albums, console, or great album Consolers of the Lonely, about 10 years ago. And they just released another album called Help Us Stranger that is really, really fucking good. Um, And I don't know, how much Jack White have you listened to? Not a ton. Okay, because he's a weird dude. Um, So I've heard. (laughs) uh, And his... Sorry, Jack White uh, does the um, theme song for Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. Yeah, he does. Yeah, Yeah, I think that's a White Stripes song. Yeah. Um, So... He's a weird dude, and his latest solo album is a little more, again, a little more keyboard heavy, okay. a little more spacey, and he's a very accomplished blues guitarist. Mm-hmm. Um, and this band that he's in, the Racketeers, is kind of very similar to the Black Keys in that they're kind of a blues rock band. Okay, and their album "Help Us Stranger," their latest album, came out also towards the end of June, beginning of July, is fucking awesome. I've been just switching between the two black the Black Keys album and the Racketeers album. Nice. So I would say listen to both of those. Okay. Yeah. And we'll do. I thank you, Adam, for hanging out with me today. Thank you, Daniel. <laughs> no, thank you. No, Adam. thank you. No. Thank you, Daniel. <laughs> Anyways. Yes. Um, so yeah. So I uh, thank uh, you, everybody. For stopping by. Yes, all billions of listeners. <laughs> yes, for stopping got, by our got, neighborhood. Got my joke in. Yeah, Jesus. Um, um, you yeah. can find us on the internet radio at... Passion Fruits Podcast. This... <laughs> shit. Uh, that didn't make any the sense. The internet radio? I was like... Ah. <laughs> all right. Let's do our whole spiel. <laughs> you can find us on Twitter by searching... For Passion Fruits Podcast. And our username is Passion Fruits P2. Yes. Yes. We're on Instagram at Passion Fruits Podcast. Very strange that we would be at Instagram at that. I know it's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> and then Gmail. I have not checked the Gmail in a while, so maybe we have like <laughs> thousands of fan emails. But I, I it. doubt <laughs> it. Uh, you can email us at please just email us one email please. at passionfruitspodcast at gmail dot com. Yes. Also find us on Facebook. Yes, Facebook. Okay. And do we want to give our separate? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Handles. Um, uh, you can find me at Adam Tay for both Twitter and Instagram, and I am on Twitter and Instagram at Dan is in the radio. Please let me know if you are coming to me from Passion Fruits Podcast, or if you're just trying to send me naked pictures or scam me. I will block you. <laughs> so, uh, thank you again, everybody. Uh, we hope you have a good night and uh, get home safely. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.